Peace and blessings, much greetings of love and just excitement that you have come back to join me for another segment of Malaka Adaya to the Remnant. And this is part two of Genesis chapter 25. All right, so here we go. And Abraham took another wife whose name was Keturah. Hold on, this is still... The TS 2009. I said we was going to the ERV. Why my phone be acting up? Okay. It ain't my phone. It be me. <laughs> okay. So here we go. And Abraham married again. His new wife was named Keturah. She gave birth to Zimran, Jokshan, Medan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. Jokshan was the father of Sheba and Dedan, the people of Asher. Liam and Latush were descendants of Dedan. The sons of Midian were Ephah and Ephah, Hanak, Abida, and Elda. All these sons came from the marriage of Abraham and Keturah. Before Abraham died, he gave some gifts to his sons who were from his slave woman. He sent them to the east away from Isaac. Then Abraham gave everything he owned to Isaac. Abraham lived to be 175 years old. Then he grew weak and died. He had lived a long and satisfying life. He died and went to be with his people. His sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah. This cave is in the field of Ephron, the son of Zohar. It was east of Mamre. This is the same cave that Abraham bought from the Hittites. He was buried there with his wife, Sarah. After Abraham died, Yahuwah blessed Isaac. Isaac was living at Ber or Ber Lai Roi. And um, this is translated, if you go over and read it in the, the Latin Vulgate, this is translated as the well of the living and those that see. And let me make sure I'm quoting this correctly. This is verse 11 of uh, Bereshit 25. And I'm going over to um, latinvulgate.org. Okay. And it says, et post optium. Ilius benedicit Deus Isaac, filio Eus Kei habitat Ayuxta Petuem nomine viventis viventis et ventis. Okay. And after his death, God blessed Isaac, his son who dwelt by the well named of the living and the seeing. Okay. So here it is translated to us as something that we can't even really pronounce. Bier, loai, lai, loai, right? Whatever. Um, but um, the early church, they knew the name of it, which was uh, the well named of the living and the seeing, which is so 
um, important to to be able to have that translation because I just look at I just look at this and I'm like, okay, Isaac was living at Bear Lahai Roai, and I don't know what that meant. Hallelujah, praise Yahuwah for studying. All right, verse twelve, and we're back over here um, in the ERV. It says, this is the list of Ishmael's family. Ishmael was Abraham and Hagar's son. Hagar was Sarah's Egyptian maid. See, I like how they just made that plain right there too. Verse 13, these are the names of the sons of Ishmael. The firstborn was uh, Nebaioth. Nebaioth. Then Kadar was born. Then um, Adbel. Midsham, Misham, Duma, Masa, Hedad, Tima, Jatur, Nafish, Kadima, and Kadima. These were the names of Ishmael's sons. Each son had his own camp that became a small town. These 12 sons were leaders over their people. So that was how it was with Isaac. I mean, with Ishmael. He had 12 sons. Remember that. 12 sons became 12 tribes of the Ishmaelites. Verse 17. Ishmael lived to be 137 years old. Then he died and went to be with his people. His descendants settled throughout the desert area from Havilah to Shur. This area begins near Egypt and goes toward Assyria. So this is the place of the Ishmaelites, right? From Havilah to Shur. This area begins near Egypt and goes toward Assyria. Ishmael's people were often at war with the other descendants of Abraham. That's key too. Mm -hmm. Until this day. Until this day. Uh, hmm. Wars and rumors of wars. Real wars and staged wars. Fact. Fiction. Inevitable. Coerced. I just want for him that has ear to hear, to hear that, okay? Because people will be like today, oh, yeah, that's why what's going on right now is going on. Those are the Ishmaelites, and they fighting against, you know, the true descendants that was promised the land. So let me just say that we're all, they're all, every, they're all descendants of Abraham, but there was only one uh, son of promise that, his 12 sons were promised a specific land for their inheritance. But because of their disobedience, their disrespect, their dishonor, you know, they were booted out. And yeah, so anyway, booted out, scattered to the 12, to the four corners. I'm sorry, booted out and scattered to the four corners. And now, you know, there's, there's. There's so much that the true descendants, the ones that were to inherit the promise, need to learn. And this is why I'm so thankful that the Spirit led me to go back and, and 
through the Bible entirely. You know, I'm telling you, I, I said it before during one of these segments that there was somebody that I was speaking to who brought out something to me. And I'm like, no, I didn't see that in the Bible. And this person was like, yeah, well, I'm more race so-and-so. So, you know, basically, I got to know exactly what I'm talking about when I say something. And I'm sorry, y'all, no disrespect, but that don't really hold no weight for me. What name and title you put in front of your name. But what holds weight for me is when you say something to me and I see it there. You know what I mean? So... The person says to me, no, it's not, it's not in the Bible translations that we read now, but you know, the earlier, and I'm saying this part, like, you know, the earlier believers, they, they were privy to this knowledge. He says it's over there in the Septuagint and I had never laid eyes on the Septuagint in my life. And, and then, you know, once my curiosity got sparked there, like, girl, you better go back to the beginning and get in Genesis, but don't just read it from the beginning with the translations that you've read all your life, you know? Go and get some of these translations that, um, you know, your ancestors had to read. And when I say my ancestors had to read, I mean after our land was conquered and our scrolls were taken and burned and some were kept and translated into the language of the people in power. Right. I said, I want to read those. I want to read that. I want to know what they were talking about. So that's what led me on this journey. And I'm so appreciative to... You know, the fact that the Most High used this person to to get me here where I'm at right now. So, again, like, I'm not I'm no respecter of persons, like, whatever titles in front of your name or whatever. But when you move and you operate in that office, I definitely respect what you say. And and I'm not going to just take it, though. I'm going I'm going to look it up and study. And so um, this person really encouraged me to study. I was like, listen, before you step out and be sharing anything. You better make sure you know it, know it, know it for yourself. Hallelujah. So, again, this is why I'm letting y'all know I'm not teaching y'all any of this. If you learn, let it be the spirit of the Most High allowing you to learn something from this. But the way I look at it is right now we studying together. I'm not teaching you. Hmm. Okay. All right. Now, here we go. Isaac's family. This is the story of Isaac. Abraham had a son named Isaac. When Isaac was 40 years old, he married Rebekah. Rebekah was from Pandanaram. She was Bethuel's daughter and the sister of Laban, the Armenian, uh-uh, the Ar Aramean, sorry, not Armenian. I stand corrected, okay, y'all forgive me for the um, the mispronunciation, but he was the, uh, uh, <laughs> it's hard for me to say it, Aramean, he was the Aramean. Um, Laban, the Aramean, Isaac's wife could not have children. So Isaac prayed to the master for her. The master heard Isaac's prayer and he allowed Rebecca to become pregnant. While Rebecca was pregnant, the babies inside her struggled with one another. She prayed to the Most High and said, What is happening to me? The Most High said to her, The leaders of two nations are in your body. Two nations will come from you, and they will be divided. One of them will be stronger, and the older will serve the younger. So while she was pregnant, this was already told to her, this was already destined 
Okay, nothing could have been done to change this. When Yahweh puts out a word, it does not return to him unaccomplished. There's nothing that could have changed this. Some people say, well, if Sarah didn't, ugh, I'm not even going to go there. Let's just read this. Let's just read this. All right. And y'all, y'all will see what I'm saying. Like when you get to it, when we get to it, for those of you that don't already know the story, you'll see why I'm like, there's nothing that could have been done. It's nobody's fault that this happened. This was by the will of Yahweh. All right. As you can see here in Genesis chapter 25, verse 23, and they will be divided. Let's read the beginning of the verse. And Yahweh said to her, the leaders of two nations are in your body. Two nations will come from you and they will be divided. One of them will be stronger and the other one will serve the younger. The older one will serve the younger. Uh, verse 24. When the right time came, Rebecca gave birth to twins. The first baby was red. Now that's what it says here. The first baby was red. Right? Let's see what it says. Uh, what verse was that? Verse 25. Let's read verse 25 in the Latin. Again, these are the scriptures that our uh, ancestors were subjected to when the Herodians and the Romans and them were in power and the Greeks and them were in power. That's why this was written, rewritten in their language. Okay, so that was verse 25. Sexa generacios eret Isaac quando nati sunt parvuli. Isaac was three score years old when the children were born unto him. No, that wasn't the verse. I'm sorry. That was verse 26. We in verse 25 is what I meant to read. Um, Gai primus egresus est rufus erat et totus in morem. Pegis hispidus vocatumque est nomen eus iso. Protinus, alter, egrediens, plantum, fratis, fatris, tenebat, manum et id circo, apelavit, apelavit, ium, icob. Okay. <laughs> he that came first was red. It says red here too. He that came first was red and hairy like a skin. And his name was called Esau. Immediately the other coming forth held his brother's foot and his hand. It says here he held his foot and his hand. And therefore he was called Jacob. Let's run on over here to the TS 2009. No, what is this? This is the easy reversion. Let's see if it says he grabbed his foot and his hand. Because all my life, I was just, you know, he, he grabbed onto his foot. Let's see here. 
Mm-hmm. Verse 25. Let's see if it says that. I don't think it's going to say that. The first baby was red. His skin was like a hairy robe. So his name was Esau. When the second baby was born, he was holding tightly to Esau's heel so that the baby was named Jacob. Now, you see back then it said it grabbed his foot and his hand. So which one is right? Which one is true? Was it an accident? Did they not have a word that translated as hand when they when they brought forth this in in uh our modern day scriptures? Hmm. Hmm. Now I want to see. Let's see how it reads in the TS 2009, which is supposed to be um, the restored scriptures. But I'm going to tell you, it's restored from this Ashkenazi Hebrew. This Ashkenazi European Hebrew. All right. Verse 25 in the TS 2009. And the first came out red all over like a hairy garment. So they called his name Esau. And afterward, his brother came out with his hand holding to Esau's heel. You still only see heel here. So his name was called Yaakov. Yaakov. And Yitzhak was 60 years old when she bore them. So, so far, it is only in the Latin Vulgate that it says, and let me just, let me go back and double check and make sure, because I don't want to tell y'all nothing wrong as we studied together. All right. The other came forth, held his brother's foot. Oh, y'all, you see, that's why I said praise you who I had to go back over it. It said held his foot in his hand. It didn't say held his foot and his hand. Okay. Because I'm like, wait a minute. They lying about something. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Okay. This is why it's, it's, I'm telling you, you got to be thorough. You see, because I'm, I'm reading this publicly to y'all. I do not want to be charged for telling y'all anything wrong. And that's another reason why I say it's very important for y'all to read along with me. Because look, just like that, my eye can miss something. And then the whole scripture changes, right? Because what? It got lost in translation because I was translating it from what I saw, translating it from me seeing it to, and giving it to you. Hmm. Hallelujah. Thank you for the correction, Yahuwah, because that was bothering me right there. And see, and that's what I love about the spirit that's in us, that spirit that's in us. And be like, mm -mm. no, go back over it. Look again. Read again. You know, pay close attention. Hallelujah. This is how you study, y'all. We reading. We studying today. Study to show thyself approved. Hallelujah. All right. So let's go. Verse 27. And the boys grew up and Esau became a man knowing how to hunt. A man of the field. While Jacob was a complete man dwelling in tents. Ooh. You see that? It says Yaakov was a complete man, dwelling in tents. Complete. So if something is complete, that means it's lacking nothing. But about Esau, it just said he was a man knowing how to hunt. Like that's all he knew. He, that's all he knew. He wasn't complete. He didn't know how 
to to come on y'all y'all hear it he didn't know how to function on the inside wow that's something come on let's go to let me see let me see because i'm still in the in the ts 2009 with that let's see how verse 27 is read in the vulgate the latin vulgate 27 Cables, aldutis, factus, est, isau, vir, gnarus, vanadi, et, homo, agricolo. Y'all hear the agriculture? Y'all hear agricola? Agricola. Agriculture. You see how this language that we speak? It's just, it's just, you know, derivatives of like that Latin and that Greek and stuff. <laughs> wow. My, my, my. All right. So anyway. Um, again, Gables, Aldutis, Vactus, Est, Isau, Ver, Granus, Garnus, right? Mm-mm. Because it's G-N-A-R-U-S. Gna. Gnarus. Gnarus. <laughs> Garnus, whatever, right? Vanadi et homo agricola. Ikob atuem ver simplex habitat in terbanaculos. So it says, and when they were grown up, Esau became a skillful hunter and a husbandman. And a husbandman, look that word up for yourselves, right? But husbandry, what is husbandry? Come on, y'all going to study to show yourselves the proof. I ain't going to tell y'all everything. But Jacob, a plain man, dwelt in tents. So in the Vulgate, it says plain man. In the TS 2009, it says complete man. And you know what that kind of reminds me of? How they say the plain Jane. But the plain Jane is the one who knows how to keep a house. Right? And she's lacking nothing. Excuse me. She's lacking nothing in that area. So that's just what kind of sticks out to me. Verse 28, and Yitzhak loved Esau because he ate of his wild game, but Rebekah loved Yaakov. And Yaakov cooked a stew and Esau came in from the field and he was very weary. And Esau said to Yaakov, please feed me with some of that red stew for I am weary that is why his name is called Edom. That's why his name was called Edom? Because he was weary? Hmm. Let's go on over now. Let's take a look at uh, the Strong's Concordance and see what this word Edom translates to be. As a matter of fact, you know what? I've been wanting to use this Blue Letter Bible app that I have. Because I've never used it yet. And I hear a lot of people talk about it. Let me see. Where is it? It should be here. Let me see. Hold on. One second. Bear with me, y'all. Hmm. I had it. But I think because I don't really use it, I may have uninstalled it. But what I do have available is the Strong 
on my phone. And I've look, I've never used that either. Okay, allow strong, allow Bible strong to send you notifications. Um, I have to allow some permissions to be able to use this, huh? Access a Hebrew slash Greek lexicon dictionary themes, comments, all from your mobile. Hit next. Your Swiss Army knife, take notes. Write your own studies. Highlight, organize by tags. Share. I'm hitting next. Customizable day slash night themes, choice of fonts, text size. Change the application to your liking. Hitting next. All right. Your data safe. Come on next. Is he create an account to securely synchronize your data in the cloud? Skip. I don't want nothing in the cloud. Um. Okay, so let's see here. You're almost ready. Choose the databases and Bibles you want to download and press continue. Okay, so we definitely want the Hebrew Greek lexicon. Um, what else they have here? They have the Westfall Dictionary. Why not? Um, Nave, Theomatic Bible. Sure. Cross references. Yep. Bible timeline. Lexicon contains Greek and Hebrew strongs with their concordance and definitions. Yep, I want that too. All right. It's downloading, y'all. So while this is downloading, let's take a song break. Okay, guys. So it's fully downloaded and ready to go. So the word, well, the verse, the verse that I'm looking up um, to see how it's translated uh, is verse 29 of Genesis 25. So let's see here now, going to the dictionary, and because there was a specific word in 29, so let's get there. Okay, so what they're giving us here is um, Genesis 25 in the KJV, and it says, and Jacob sawed pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. So, weary, faint, right? But now, hold on. So, let's look up here in this Hebrew. Um, the Hebrew word, definition, 5889 from 5888, languid, faint, thirsty, weary. Generally translated by weary eight times, faint six times, thirsty three times. So I'm clicking on see all. And you have it in Genesis 1, Deuteronomy 1, Judges 1, 2 Samuel 2, Job 1, um, Sumas. Um, what is that? Samuel? Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm assuming that this is Samuel. Oh, no, I'm sorry, y'all. That was Psalms. I've never looked at this before. Okay. Um, so Samuel is Psalms two, uh, 2. So it's in Genesis one time, Deuteronomy one time, and Judges two times, Samuel two times, Job once, and the Psalms twice, Proverbs one. Um, what is this? Oh, how they say Isaiah. They say Isaiah, Isaiah, 
E-S-A-I-E. And that's, um, it's used five times. And then in, in uh, Jeremiah, it's used once. All right. And this is, um, hmm, this, this app is going to show to be useful. I've never used it before. All right. So, you know, we've always heard that he was hungry. I always heard he was hungry. So he may have been hungry and thirsty, right? But it says he was weary. But all right, so we back in the TS 2009, right? Verse um, 30 of Genesis 25. And I hope y'all enjoying this study. Um, I know I am, all right? And Esau said to Yaakov, please feed me with that same red stool for I am weary that I... That is why my, that is why his name is called Edom. So this is what I'm saying. I, that's what I was initially looking for. Edom. What does the name Edom mean? It says here because he was weary. That's why his name was Edom. So let's see. All right. So it says definition 123 from H122. Red. See Edom, the elder twin brother of Jacob. Hence the origin I'm sorry, hence the region Edumia occupied him, occupied him, sorry, occupied him, occupied by him or occupied by him. Edom, Edomites, Edumia. Edom, 87 times. Edomites, nine times. Edumia, four times. So listen to how it's read. Again, Genesis chapter 30, and Esau said to Jacob, feed me, I pray thee. With that same red pottage, for I am faint, therefore his name is called Edom. So it would imply here, to see the way it's read, it would it would imply here that Edom means faint, weak. Right? Draw the connection. Don't some people call them the recessive gene people? A recessive gene is weak. Wow. That just opened up to me like, Phew. all right. So that's why his name was called Edom, because he was weary. He was weak. Verse 31. But Jacob said, sell me your birthright today. So now remember I said that it was Yahuwah's will. Yahuwah already said how it was going to be when these two children were in the womb. So I know a lot of people like to take what I'm about to read and say, oh, yeah, well, you know, it was done deceitfully and it was the whoop de whoop. How many times man gets in, involved in something and contaminates it because we doing what we think we should do to make the Yahuwah's plans and purpose. I'm sorry, Yahweh's plans and purposes come to being. We don't need to do nothing but obey him. And then what? Be still and know that he is Yahweh. But here we go, always doing something. And then, you know. It contaminates it. It kind of like taints it. You know what I mean? It was already the purpose of Yahweh for things to go the way they went. But because, and this is weird, this is just your sister saying, um, because, you know, it was kind of tampered with. You know, trickery was used and and and, and stuff like that. You know, it we got a bad name for ourselves because. And this is just the way I'm seeing it from what I'm reading because Sarah felt that she needed to go on ahead and do what she had to do to make Yahweh's plans and purposes come to being, right? So look, this is what happened, look. And Yaakov said, sell me your birthright today. And Esau said, look, I am going to die. So why should I have 
birthright. Then Yaakov said, swear to me today. And he swore to him and sold his birthright to Yaakov. And then again, this is, it brings me back to be careful what you say and what you do out of desperation, out of emotion, out of a place of lack, out of a place of feeling. Okay. He didn't honor it. He gave it away. So that leads me to ask a question. Because Yahweh knows our hearts already. So while they were in the room in the womb, Yahweh knew who would cherish the birthright and who would not cherish the birthright. Because if he would have known all that he was giving away, he he would have been better off going on in that field and grabbing some twigs, some something, and and you know, and eat it. But you see, he wasn't complete. Right? He wasn't complete. He wasn't plain to whereas he knew how to just not be a killer and a savage he would have known how to go get some grains and grind them up and feed himself real quick you know what i'm saying how to pick some berries from the trees or something to do anything other than to selling it for something to eat for something that is temporary he was going to eat and poop that thing out so yahweh already knew the heart that he had how he would disregard the birthright and thus he lost it, right? But guess what? Yahweh also knew. He knew that we wouldn't appreciate it. He knew that we would look around at all the people around us and be like, oh, I want what they got. I mean, I know I got all of this, but like, oh, look what they got. I can't even see my, my master. I can't even see my mighty one. They got that old carved up thing over there looking all strong and mighty that they made with their hands. I'm going to go follow that. So Yahweh knew that we would do that too. Right? Which is exactly why we are once again exiled from our home. This is why once again the serpent seed. Huh. Seems to be on top while we are on the bottom. And they're provoking us to jealousy. But while we're being provoked to jealousy, are we seeking to please the Father or do we just want back what was ours? Hmm. He knows the heart of us concerning that too. All right, y'all. This was the study for today. Um, so normally I would, you know, read it in its entirety in one translation and then read it in its entirety in another translation. And I think the way I just did this today is the way I'm going to continue on. Um, and, and using that, uh, app that I just got that I just, you know, I, I, cause I already downloaded it a while ago. Um, and so now I finally have it and I'm going to just take some time, um, and just go through it myself by myself so I can be more familiar with it and, and understand it. Hallelujah. I'm going to say this. Yahweh takes the simple to dumbfound the wise. Y'all sister was once before ashamed. I was ashamed that the last grade in school I completed was eighth grade. I thought, you know, that made me like, she's uneducated. She's stupid. She's unworthy. She don't know nothing. You know, 
and and I sought after degrees. I did. I sought after my education many, many times. So here, in, and I'm going to let you guys go after this, but here in the state of New York, there are programs that operate in colleges that say, okay, even if you did not acquire your high school diploma, if you can prove that you are um, intellectually inclined enough to pass these tests, these tests are equivalent. You pass this test. This is equivalent to you um, earning a full, you know, degree going through the necessary um, years in school. Um, so if you get, as a matter of fact, I entered 24 credit programs because I did not get that degree, which was would have been my general um, equivalency, my GED, right? That's uh general equivalency diploma, something like that, right? General education diploma. Um, I took that twice. I failed it twice. One time I failed it by two points and the last time I failed it by one point and I never took it again after that um, because now there were some programs that operated uh, in colleges that said, okay, so listen, if you can obtain 24 of these credits, 24 of these credits in this college program is equivalent to you doing a whole four years in high school. And not only will you get credits toward whatever you major in, whatever your concentration and your study is in this college program, in this higher uh, education program, you'll also get credits in your field of study. So you're going to, it's like two for one right there, right? Y'all, I went to. Monroe College, didn't finish. Went to Toro College, didn't finish. Went to Boricua College. When I went to Boricua College, it was because I was trying to obtain the GED again. Didn't finish that. Went to Mildred Ellie to study nursing, didn't finish that. Um, life kept happening. Life kept happening and I would not be able to finish. Um, man, and I just got so upset. I, I cried out and I heard the father say this to me, he said. What I accomplish through your life, you will not be able to point to an accolade and say, you see, I studied this. I got this degree. I got that degree. I went to this school. I put this amount of time into it. He said, because only I will get the glory for what I do in and through your life. And I'm going to tell y'all, some of y'all probably be like, oh, that's so wonderful, right? That sounds so good. That hit me hard. I'm like, what? I ain't never going to be able to get, I didn't understand. You see, you see, look, I didn't understand the treasure in that at that moment. It took a second. But once I understood that, I said, okay, Abaya, Abaya Hawa, you be glorified. Because all I want it's for you, for you to be glorified, for you to be lifted high. My voice is a little rough right now, but for real, that's how, that's how, that's how my heart posture is. I want him to be glorified. Because guess what? If I sit there and I got all of them awards on the wall and, you know, for me, I'm talking about me. I'm not talking about any of you that have excelled. In the area of academia, I'm talking about me. I probably would have been like, can't nobody tell me nothing. I got my associates. I got my masters. I got my doctorates. I know what I know what I know. And I may not have been 
as humble as I needed to be. So it's like when I when I dig in and I study and, and things start to make sense, man, I'm in awe of Yahweh. I'm humbled and I'm excited. And so I thank him. I thank him. You know? Hallelujah. And and so for me, I wonder if if I please him, you know, and I do things his way, will he allow me to acquire a, a, a degree later? <laughs> he might just say nope. <laughs> and that'll be fine. That'll be fine. You know why? Because the wisdom of this world is foolishness to Yahweh. I'd rather have righteous biblical knowledge than a plethora of the world's knowledge. All right, y'all. That's my time. Love y'all. Shalom.